1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive, Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law.
2: And welcome into hour number two. This hour we got a Paddler's Report. We also have Captain Mike Gallo joining us, Captain Ryan Lambert. And we're also going to continue the discussion on the legislature's decision to uh, basically declare the Notice of Intent from Department of Wildlife and Fisheries as unusable proposal to go to 13 half inch minimum size and 15 per person per day on speckled trout. Here's some of the comments coming in at our 504-260-1870 text line. This one says, Don, I'm wondering why we're paying the legislators. That's Alton and Kentwood. Uh, here's one from the Acadiana area. Hensgen was also the legislator that blew up the referendum. That would have imposed a one-mile limit to the Manhattan fleet. We need to get him voted out. That's the remedy for legislators and politicians we don't like. You vote them out. Uh, here's one says, it doesn't matter about the trout. If they don't listen to your show and Robbie at Campos, they're not going to catch their limit. Campos and Shell Beach is great. Uh, Fishing in the Bottoms and uh, Treasures are great. Uh, here's one says, uh, Don, I agree in part with the legislators regarding the 13.5 inch length size. However, I think that the 15 count creel should have been approved. That's a common argument I'm hearing. A lot of fishermen said, oh, I'm happy with 15 fish, but I don't like that half inch, that 13.5. Well, you know, we can dream about and ask for whatever we would individually like, but you got to remember the goal was to reduce the catch by 20% over the next five years. To get the speckled trout biomass the spawning potential back up to snuff. And there's certain ways to do that. 15 fish, 13 and a half inch would produce that 20%. Now, if you wanted to go with just a 13, then you could keep 12 fish. If you wanted to keep the 25, then you'd have to go to a 14 inch minimum. And if you want to go to the the 10-fish limit, you could go to stay with a 12-inch size if you want to stay with the 12. But you can't have it all. You can't say, I want 15 fish, but I want the limit to be 12. It doesn't work that way. And the one that was overwhelmingly in favor of the public, as I recall, was at 15 fish, 13 and a half of the given choices. Certainly a lot of people wanted to see uh, maybe less fish, smaller size or they want to see a bigger size and less fish but for now nothing's happening and the only thing happens there is people are not going to continue to catch a lot of speckled trout because if you've been fishing for the last few decades you know speckled trout fishing is nowhere near what it once was and the longer we delay on putting in regulations to bring that population back the longer it's going to take. Uh, here's one that says uh, they got live bait at Allen Marina at the bait shop at Pelican Point, and And uh, Eddie Pinto's also has live bait. Deer hunting going on in Greene County, Mississippi. You need to be locked and loaded because the rut is wide open. Good luck to everyone. I need the rut to lay down. That's from the rut nut. Uh, here's one that says you can self-regulate. Why would you keep a 12-inch trout anyway? You can't be that hungry. You know, it's all in the eyes of the beholder. You may not want a 12-inch trout, but i got to tell you, if you've ever eaten one, 12-inch trout are probably the best-tasting fish. So if you're fishing for sustenance and for food, you'd like to keep a 12-inch. If you're fishing for trophy, you wouldn't think about keeping a 12-inch. And you can self-regulate, but if everyone's not doing it, you're not really achieving the goal. Uh, here's one says Louisiana legislature is no different than most Louisiana voters in having an anti science, anti expert attitude, whether it's about health care, climate change, or fisheries. Their gut feeling trumps years of study and experience and even support by informed and concerned interest groups every time. Well put. This one says uh, this is what happens when scientists are dissed and dumped on by every political grandstander who needs a couple more knee-jerk votes to stay elected. And they go on and on. We've got lots more. We'll get to those later. But right now we got to take a quick break because when we come back, it's time to talk to Captain Mike Gallo. Get your fishing report on the Lake Pontchartrain, Lake Catherine, Lake Bourne, Biloxi Marsh areas. He does it for us right here each week on the Outdoors with Down Debute Radio Network. We're talking about Captain Mike Gallo. We'll be talking with Captain Mike in just a second. But, you know, when you see that big yellow boat streaking across the horizon, you know it's a tow boat. And it's probably on the way on a rescue mission. Could be taking uh, some fuel out to someone who's run low. Uh, could be jump-starting someone with electrical problems. Might even have to tow somebody in and haul them back for the long ride back to the dock. But whatever it takes to get you back safely, tow is the guys that do it. You get a policy for $199 a year, they can come out every day and pick you up if you have problems. They'll tow you in when you need it. It's like AAA on the water. Call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or you can just simply click CTOE.com and get yourself or your loved one one of those policies. Captain Mike joins us now. Captain Mike, uh, how's your foggy week been uh, for fishing? Well, done. it's
0: been pretty foggy and very challenging lots of dirty water i I would say uh the bass have saved the day Uh, a lot of the a lot of those grass lined bayous in the area still have quite a few bass in them and that's been the most consistent all week
2: so how do you guys rig up when you take a charter out and You know, Reds aren't on, and trout are scarce, but the bass want to play. Uh, How do you rig up your guests for the fishing for the bass?
0: Well, usually a basic spinner, Uh, just like you fish. You know, when you're targeting just bass, we use a um, a relatively small a number four blade spinner, and um, I like white as far as a color. use a matrix plastic. we use white or glow. And um, I also like avocado. Those two colors are my best producers, you know, in the colder water times of the year.
2: So what do you look for in a brackish area to locate bass? What are some of the habitat where you're likely to find them?
0: Well, I certainly like to see that grass along the edge. And hopefully I can see some mullet and you wouldn't even though even if that mullet would be the mullet could be a foot long and you're trying to catch bass that are a foot long it's not necessarily you're trying to see bait that the fish you're wanting to catch could feed on but just seeing the mullet tells you lots of things and mostly what it tells you is that's good quality water it's got all the elements that you need it's pH balanced and oxygenated and, all of those types of things. so seeing life in the water, clean water of course, if you can find clean water and then the grass and then like anything else or any other spot, you get you give it 15 or 20 minutes you try to fish near the surface near the bottom and in between and uh, if it doesn't produce for you you move on and of course if it does produce for you, but then you you know the bite dies down, you try to find an area that's similar in structure, and keep trying.
2: You know, Mike, in places that are strictly freshwater, where they fish uh, rivers, uh, impoundments, lakes, uh, bass can be regarded as strictly a sport fish, and people kind of frown on, on keeping fish to keep to eat, but in that brackish marsh, it's a totally different habitat. A lot of people don't understand that. There are so many bass in there that if you don't remove them, they become stunted what Do you have a rule of thumb on what your minimum size bass that you keep is for your customers, or does it vary from customer to customer?
0: Um, you know, I would say it varies somewhat. Of course, if we're going to keep them to, uh, you know, the, to, to to cook them, then we, we want to get a decent size fillet off of them. And I would say that would be my rule of thumb for adults. Now, if I'm fishing with children, of course, the children are excited when they catch a fish. So we'll keep some that are six inches long just to, just to get the, the child hooked on fishing just like somebody hooked us on fishing many years ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who got you hooked on fishing, Mike?
0: You know, Don, as far back as I can remember, I pestered my mother to take me fishing, and she took me fishing down off the side of the road in Lafitte, and we caught some Bluegills, and they couldn't have been no more than two inches, maybe three inches long. And the rule was if you're going to keep them, you're going to have to clean them because we're not wasting them. And um, I had fish chips because they were probably an inch and a half long when I got done cleaning them.
2: Mike, before you go, uh, how's the, the trip we talked about last week? Explain that April seventeenth auction trip that you got going on. How's it going? Is it, the bids coming in, or is it still a real bargain?
0: It's getting very good response. Uh, I have a bid of from a thousand dollars from a local businessman, Rusty Munster, has the winning bid at the moment, and um, I'm getting a, a, a lot of responses. Uh, Some vendors that I deal with are donating. um, Matrix Shad is going to provide us any plastics that we might need. There's a a local fellow named Chip Clements, who is an administrator for the Wrigley's Fishing Group on Facebook. He wants to step up and provide live shrimp. He also makes sinkers. So if we need any sinkers, he's going to provide sinkers four horsemen cork said if we need any corks just ask they'll provide us with corks so i have a i have a lot of people that want to make this trip they're helping they're helping us make this trip um you know a success so that we can make a sizable donation to mission 22 in honor of san barbara
2: well you know we also added the uh, priceless edition of being televised on bayou wild tv so the purchaser of the trip and his guest will get to be seen on a Bayou Wild TV episode. Fishing with the Born on the Bayou Mike Gallo. It doesn't get much better than that. And I know Rusty, and uh, he'd be a great guy. But, hey, I think he can be outbid. There's people out there. Tell them how to get their bids in on this trip for three. And, by the way, does that include lodging overnight?
0: Sure, we can do lodging. That's not going to be a problem at all. So you can go to my website at aaofla.com forward slash mission 22 or just go to my site and go to the navigation bar. You'll see a, a link for mission 22 and they'll have an explanation as to how to place a bid. And it'll show you the highest bid to date. Um, I, I neglected to, you, you know, you talked about CTO on the intro. Ctro is going to step up and provide a secondary boat as you know, for the cameraman and the host and hostess on well, our trip.
2: That's exactly right. So that even adds more to the trip. And if we break down, then we'll be able to get in for sure. <laughs> that's not going to be a concern. Uh, and, you know, by the way, uh, speaking of our, uh, the honoree, Sam Barbera, uh, you know, he will be inducted posthumously into the CCA Hall of Fame at their upcoming state convention, which is going to be uh, taking place. It's a 40 year convention. And it's set for uh, Baton Rouge a little bit later on in the summer.
0: Well, that's where I met Sam many years ago when I first started doing seminars with CCA. If you ever saw Sam speak, he was an excellent speaker. And when I first got started, I obviously wasn't near as polished or did, did as many speaking engagements. So I really studied his technique to help me get better at giving seminars myself so really watched and studied Sam and you know I would talk to him about it and of course he would give me pointers and and help me out so that's kind of what got Sam and I as being friends and of course we started fishing together and done some tournaments and and now we're going to honor Sam.
2: And you helped him become a better fisherman. That's what they call a symbiotic relationship. You taught him fishing, he taught you speaking. Anyway, that's (laughs) going to be at the Baton Rouge Hilton on March 3rd and 4th, and uh, Sam will be honored uh, into the Coastal Conservation Association Hall of Fame. All right, hope they bid on the trip. It's for Monday, April 17th, and Mike will catch up with you next week. In the meantime, somebody wants to get on that website to make a bid or book a trip with you, give them that site.
0: Very simple. You can find me at aaofla.com, or if you choose to call, that number is 985-781-7811.
2: All right, my friend. We'll catch up with you next week.
0: Thank you, Don. We'll talk to you then.
2: All righty. Born on the Bayou, Captain Mike Gallo. Coming up next is your paddler's report. And, boy, what some exciting news we had. If you were tuned in last week, we were talking to Brendan Bayard. He was on the water fishing the Minimalist Challenge. And he won it. He took the big money. We'll be back to talk about that and find Captain Eric Mohabarat and get his report right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
2: And it's time for our Paddler's Report in conjunction with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, presented by Massey's three locations, Mid-City, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Covington, and also the proud sponsor of the Boats on the Bayou Tournament in the New Orleans City Park Big Bass Rodeo next month. Uh, joining us is Captain Eric Mohabarak. And, Eric, we got to congratulate Brendan Bayard, our cohort, Uh, He took the uh, minimalist challenge. He got first place uh, overall, and he did it without getting the first place in any one of the categories. So he had a pretty well-rounded catch, I would think. We'll talk to him more about it next week, but I think he did a great job out there.
3: Yeah, well, you know, uh, his son Graves uh, actually took 14th place. You know, Graves guided him. How how could you miss, you know, how could you not do good when Graves has got you? You know what I mean? Brendan's always following somebody, man. Lord. (laughs) But no, congratulations (laughs) to both of them. Uh, It was a great tournament. Um, they didn't sell out this year. There was only 99 participants in it, but uh, it was a good crew. Uh, another old name is uh, Steve Lasard took second there, Don. Uh, Bre- I mean, uh, third. I'm sorry. Steve Lasard took third. Brad right. Breck Hotard took um, took second. And, uh, you know, that's all Hobie guys right there all the way up, you know. And uh, it was a great tournament. It seems like some people caught some good fish. The conditions got a little rough in, about 10 o'clock. The wind started picking up. But, uh but they will fill you in on all that, and uh, I believe the hot bait was that uh, short triche one. I think that was from well, – I'll just let him tell you that. I can't remember where it was from, <laughs> but it was a short triche bait that was hot.
2: Yeah, I saw a picture of the baits, and uh, it was a little bit of a variety, some jig heads, and I was surprised they had a rattle trap in there too, by the way.
3: Anyway, uh, Eric,
2: what's what's uh, in store for paddlers? What's a good place to go catch some fish well,
3: this weekend? Well, today, actually, uh, fishing's easy, (laughs) but uh, they got a demo day today from Massey's over on Bayou St. John right there at the Deutsches House uh, on Moss Street right there, Bus City Park. Uh, They got parking there and everything. So uh, if you needed to try a kayak, come on out and do that. Um, You know, they're going to have the Hobies. I'm bringing my 360 out there. They got a gentleman who wants to come try out the 360. Um, But uh, Hobie's got some fresh ones in. Uh, they got some Jacksons. They got some natives they bring in out there, too. So uh, just on, stop on by. It's free, free of charge, you know. But other than that, man, the fishing's been good.
2: Uh, best directions you can give someone to get out there? I guess you just get out there to New Orleans City Park and uh, take City Park Avenue till you hit the bayou, and then you can't miss it.
3: You can't miss it. It's right there on, on Moss Street. I can't. I think it's. Is it 1100 or 700 Moss Street? If you look up the Deutsches House, it, it's on the address right there. I cannot remember the address to save my life, but it's right there <laughs> uh, by, by the museum, basically. Got it. This is the best I can do.
2: How about some other spots for fishing? Where Man, well, suggest?
3: they've been. They've been, How about we go to Florida? They've been catching blackfin tuna uh, off the, off the beaches there in Florida in Navarre which is uh, pretty interesting. They've been catching them off the pier also. Uh, that, that's pretty good. Just trolling like, um, you know, not not the big big uh, rapalas like they do for the Wahoo here and stuff like that, but the smaller baits. And they've been catching blackfin tuna over there. Uh, Mississippi, they still, the weaves catching the flounder still over there. They um, haven't left yet? The, wow. They're, they're not as thick as it was done when we went, but yeah. they're still around. Um, you know, you know, catching a few redfish there still around the rocks and stuff, so it's still a good little fishing area. Uh, the lake's still got the catfish in it, you know, up and down on the south shore and north shore there. Uh, down in uh, Plankman's Parish, Port Sulphur, phenomenal redfish. Uh, it's been doing really good. I've been getting some good reports out of Hope Dale. Uh, it seems as if the, you know, as long as the wind, you know, like yesterday the wind blew hard. Of course, people hadn't had trouble catching fish, but they still caught a few in that spoil canal off that going down that spoil canal, popping a cork, and uh, working working the banks for the redfish. But, uh, but overall, it's it's been pretty good fishing.
2: Very good. Lots of options there. Well, Eric, if somebody wants to get in touch with you and uh, show up out there today and get a demo in a Hobie 360, or if they want to book a trip with you, tell them the best way to get a hold of you.
3: Well, best way is either look on your website, Don Got Doors Guy, or uh, just call me on the phone, 504-313-8292. Um, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, the Louisiana Kayak Company. Give me a call. All right, Eric,
2: for people that want to see that uh, flounder trip we did with the weave, uh, we're going to have that on February 16th. It's going to be that week in Season 10. Uh, Chris has named it Flatty Frenzy. So I want to make sure everybody tunes in to Bayou Wild and check out the kayak fishing for the flounders. We had a great day that day. We really did.
3: Yeah, Don, it's going to be phenomenal. He was talking to me about it yesterday, so I'm going to have to actually let you know when it's coming on. So it's February 16th, all right?
2: Right, it'll be that whole week.
3: All right, See you later, Captain Eric.
2: And you can see Eric over there at the Dorch's house at the uh, demo day for Massey's Outfitters. All right, coming back after this, uh, I'm really uh, reluctant to do this, but unfortunately someone who has been uh, a reporter on this program many times uh, is now this week's bad boy, the outdoors. That story's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. I have an interesting text came in. It says, is there a way to find out where? how far out, in parentheses, the rip is. Now, what a rip is, for those of you not familiar, it's a water color change and a current change. A lot of times there's a lot of floating trash, logs, trees, uh, sargazzo grass, and that line is where a lot of fish will feed offshore. And knowing where that rip is, where the green water changes to blue water, can be very, very, Uh, valuable information. And, I mean, I find out from calling marinas, and they find out from talking to the fishermen who venture out and find it in their boat. But with the technology we have, i got to think there probably is a way. But as far as a website where you can track the rip, I don't know of one. But if someone out there, and we've got a lot of people who are in the know listening, maybe someone can text us at 504-260-1870. Let us know. How do you find out? where the rip is, how far out, and off of what points of the coast. That number, again, is 504-260-1870. And when we come back, it's time for our bad boy, the outdoors. We'll have that story for you right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, our case begins when Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fishery Agents Lieutenant Adam Young, Corporal Blaine Wagner, Senior Agent Sal Mangano, and Agent Heather Fitzgerald received information about Chris Pike Jr.'s cast and blast charters illegal activities in St. Bernard Parish last December. When numerous customers complained he was taking charter reservations and not following through with the trips, Their investigation revealed that he booked a total of three fishing trips and four duck hunting trips without the required Coast Guard license and without the required state fishing guide and hunting guide licenses. After further investigation, they revealed that Pike illegally charged a customer's credit card, extra money, and never provided the trip issued a worthless check to another customer that requested a refund, and also never returned money paid to him electronically for trips totaling $4,143. Since 2017, Pike has now violated state charter guide rules and regulations 10 times with these new charges, and the agents put a court-ordered seizure on his 24-foot boat pending prosecution. For three counts of failing to comply with charter boat regulations, four counts of failing to comply with hunting guide regulations, issuing worthless checks, credit card fraud, and two counts of felony theft, not including St. Bernard Parish Sheriff's Office charges, for which he was arrested and taken to jail, if convicted, facing up to $56,950 in fines, And 15 years in jail is 38-year-old Christopher Pike, Jr. of Cast and Blast Charters of Metairie, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. As I said, this one hurts, kind of hits home. All right, we come back after this. We're going to catch up with Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures, find out what he's up to and what he'd like to take you out to do right after this pause on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, he's another one that's probably put a shotgun down at least for a little while and pulled out the fishing rod. Captain Ryan Lambert joins us from Cajun Fishing Adventures down near the mouth of the river. Captain Ryan, what's going on this week? Did you get out in all that fog?
4: Oh, yeah. I, I tried to put that shotgun down. It got stuck to my hand. It didn't want to leave. My dog was crying. It was terrible. Oh, man. Yeah. But I ended in Mexico, so it was really, really good. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, the fish the fish are good. The redfish, you know, they, they got those those one-year-old one, one year old fish that's 16, 17 inches. There's tons and tons of those. And then after we get a limit, well, then we run and, get, and try to get some bulls. So it's been good. it was been windy the last two days, but with the fog, it was awesome. we was knocking out 25 bulls a day, just, just hammering them. So that was fun for the customers. But um, I hadn't been on the trout at all. <clears throat> Have to wait for the the evening to get that high tide up to go get them and by then we we're doing something else
2: <laughs> you know one thing about fog it usually means a lack of wind. Did you get to do any of that fly fishing for those reds you've been trying to get down so long?
4: No, because when it's foggy and cloudy like it was, you can't see them you know there's no sight vision fishing at all so i'm gonna sight fish today but not with a fly rod they want to fish conventional tackle but sight fish so i'll be doing that today but you know i was gonna fly fish the last three days but it was just it was just too nasty so they went out and i, I said you you'll be a, a better off going just conventional fish and they did and they 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 really had a good time caught tons of redfish so they was really happy caught a few trout a few freshwater catfish a few baths you know, <laughs> you get close to the version.
2: You ain't no telling what you're going to catch. <laughs> <laughs> you get a nice little mix. What's your go-to bait for the customers to use when they fish in those bull reds? They're not too picky.
4: No, um, it just depends on the customer. You know, most of the time we put put on a, a big popping cork with a concave head to make a lot of noise and just put some Z-Man plastic under there and glue it on there so you don't have to change baits. It's really, it's really durable. And we'll just throw that out there with some 30-pound braid or you know, a thirty-pound test under the cork, and uh, and that's all it takes. But myself, I'd rather if if I can see them popping and all, I'd rather throw a topwater bait. You can't do that with all the customers because uh, you know all the hooks. Somebody will wear one, <laughs> so it just depends on the customer. Plus, you, you know, it's... you get a big bull red; they're so strong. You get those treble hooks, man. It's dangerous.
2: You know, there's so much variety in, in people catching bull reds. You know, you got the, a lot of fishermen that have been around a long time, and they're looking for the slot fish, and they get a bull red, and they almost curse it. Let me get this thing and get rid of it as quick as I can. Then you get somebody maybe from north Louisiana like Miss Louisiana that came down there with us and, and caught it. And it's just a fish of a lifetime for them. They can't get over it. They talk about it for years.
4: You know, that's really changed over the years because we used to be in that 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 camp i'm catching trout i don't want a bull red oh my god he's gonna ruin a trout. get he, get rid of him. but now i bet you 60 percent of our customers want to come here and catch bull reds and the thing we haven't done in this area that they do west of here is go in the channel and throw a crab on the bottom we have never done that and i know i can go out there and do it but we've never done it isn't that weird
2: well they they kind of do it in grand Isle a little bit
4: you know, yeah, grand Isle, so cookery all that way, large. Yeah. But we have never done it. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. I just, you know, it just. Well, because you don't have come to. Come
2: you don't have to. That's why.
4: Ah, is that what it is? Okay.
2: <laughs> but it would work, there's no question about it. It definitely would. Yeah, work. I
4: mean, we got some great passes to do it in, and this time of yeah. year, there's no there's no bait. But right now, if you find the mullets, they're in them. I mean, they are in them thick. I mean, it's, it's pretty easy, but the wind's blowing the wrong way from me today, so I'm going to go west and I'm going to sight fish. I'm going to get on them and, and let this couple, they come from Georgia, and this third, fourth time they've been here, and they just love sight fishing, so that's what we're going to do.
2: Yeah, sounds like a fun day. Um, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, you got that uh, real newly, recently WeWorked website. Really looks good. Tell them how to get to it. Oh,
4: yeah. Uh, they, you know, it's com. And uh, or they can call me direct at 504 559 5111. And I'm going to start taking names anytime now for dove hunting in Mexico. Uh, I'm gonna put three groups of 15 together, and it's world class high volume shooting. So um, it'll be awesome. That's yeah, Noel Hase, w- w-
2: when is the date? When's the first date?
4: Uh, I don't know. i got to pick my dates. You know, there's nine owners. But I'm going to pick three dates this year, so I'll have 45 people going down, and it is world-class. Good thing is you leave New
2: Orleans at 630, you go there, eat lunch, and you're hunting the same day. That's, yeah. you know, it's as good as it gets. And what about so, safety? A lot of people are concerned is, oh, I don't want to go to Mexico. It's dangerous.
4: I would much rather go to Mexico than go to New Orleans. <laughs> you know, you know I, what? I, I there's a lot of truth
2: went, in what you just said.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. I went five times this year. And, I mean, there's it, nothing. I mean, it's like going to rural Louisiana. There's no, nobody there. You know, yeah. you go through the little towns and you go down the road and the lodge is way out in the fields. I mean, you don't hardly see anybody. So, it's it's. Oh, for people as friendly as they can be. They love us there. I mean, when I left, the, the duck camp, the little girl that helps with the boots, she was crying, Mr. not is leaving. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, nine years old, <laughs> bless her <my> heart. <laughs> oh,
2: gee, so they love us there. Job. So
4: don't worry about all that. It's just a lot safer than New Orleans.
2: All right. Well, how many people can you take? Because I, th- I got a feeling I'll they're going to fill up your trip.
4: i take 15 at a time. I'm, I'm going to do at least 45. So. You know it's like i said it's it's as good as it gets shooting white wings with flocks and flocks. I shoot a hundred every hunt and quit. I just won't shoot over a hundred, but I've seen guys shoot ninety six boxes in one hunt, which is really crazy, but
2: yeah
4: uh yeah it's it's world class stuff, so this is the first year, I'm going to take people like that, so if somebody wants to go, get on the train, <laughs>
2: tell them the call, you give that phone number out again.
4: Five zero four five five nine five one one, 504-559-511, and that's the only way you can get there is to come with an owner. So it's pretty exclusive.
2: All right. Sounds good. Have a good day on them Bull Reds, and we'll find out how you did next week. All right, buddy. See you then. All right. Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. All right, we come back. Woo, it's time to get out the air almost. we got a few minutes left. I'm going to cover some of these text messages that are coming in. Some comments on the legislature shooting down the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries proposal to reduce the speckled trout catch in order to bring the population back up, they said, "Uh uh-uh, it ain't good enough. We'll be back to talk about that a little more and then wrap it up right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, checking our text message board, we asked about uh, how to find out where the rip is, and uh, Captain Darrell Carpenter responded, as did a couple of our other listeners. It's called RIP. Charts.com, and that's satellite data to help you find the rip. Daryl says it can be a little stale and old, and it's quickly changing, so it may or may not be there, but it does give you a pretty good starting point, and in some cases probably a good, accurate location. All right, here's one that says, Who has the authority to remove members of the Wildlife Commission? In addition, let's ask the charter captains to set the standard by only allowing a reduced limit. Last but not least, a campaign by the outdoor media telling the public how political the Wildlife Commission is in their failure to acknowledge the hard work of the scientists. That's from Doug. Uh, hold on a minute there, Doug. I think you're placing blame in the wrong place. Uh, the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission members, well, they can only be appointed and removed by the governor. They're not elected officials. But they, uh, here's the way it went. The biologists came up with the scenarios the Wildlife and Fisheries Commissioners adopted which one they felt the public and the biologists both were in lockstep with that was going to be successful. Then they took it to the, uh, the joint legislature, the, uh, the Natural Resources Committee of the legislature, who is the ones that said it was an unusable proposal. So I don't think it's fair to blame the Wildlife and Fisheries Commissioners at all. Uh, if there's any blame to put on this not passing, it is the legislators. And uh, as far as uh, the outdoor media, who is the outdoor media anymore <laughs> besides me? Who else is out there? We do not have very – maybe Joe Macaluso still doing a little bit of outdoor media coverage, but I don't know of many people that do it any longer. Uh, here's one that says support the 12-inch minimum, 15 daily creel, will be excessive throwbacks if size minimum increase which end up eaten by dolphins or die from mishandling removing hooks. That's from the gadget guy. Best science says, and this is Gulf Coast wide, that mortality on release speckled trout is only about 10%, and that's the best science we have. Now, if you like the 12-inch minimum, you can't have the 15-fish daily creel. That's what people don't get. If you want the 12-inch minimum size to stick, then you've got to go to 10 fish. Can you live with that? If you want the 15 fish, you got to go to 13 and a half, which is what they tried to get through the legislature, and it failed. The story will continue on that, and I can't wait till we get to the redfish issue because there's hundreds more options on that. Anyway, gives us something to talk about on Saturday mornings. Don't forget we've got a Biloxi boat show going on this weekend over there in Gulfport. Might want to stop by and take that in. Also, Tom Stogner of Double D, I talked with him this week. Uh, he says a uh, clarification on winning the 270 rifle with the Leopold scope. If you pick up uh, your meat, your deer, your hogs, by February 28th, you will be able to be entered into the draw, and they'll do it after that. Also, speaking of hogs, if you want to get in on a Troops and Tusks, they're having a hog hunting tournament. This is going to be way in at St. Mary's Seafood. The, the awards presentation will be at Don's Boat Landing in Erath. Uh, Derek Poor is the contact. For $50, you can enter your team, and you bring in your three heaviest hogs. You can have a dog team. There's also some hunting allowed from airboats. If you want to find out more about it, go to Troops and Tusks. That's the 4th annual. It's going to be March 2nd through 4th. It's a three-day event, and we're going to be talking to Derek coming up in a couple weeks more about that event. You might want to get in on that. All right, when we have the Beast Feast uh, by my uh, alumni, www.rummelraiders.com uh, is where you'll find information on the March 8th Beast Feast, 530 on Severn Avenue at the Rummel Campus. Uh, they lay out a buffet of all kinds of seafood and wild game. You can kind of graze through it. General admission is uh, $50 per ticket. And if you want more information on it, go to rummelraiders.com and look up Beast Feast—it's a, a great event. I'm one of the founders of it. I've been there every year. It's a fantastic event, and invite you to come by and say hello. Also, uh, talking about food and wild game—can't beat 'em, eat 'em. It's a new book by my friend Chef Philippe Parola. We'll be talking a lot more about that, getting him to come on the show. Forty different invasive species that include. Recipes, yes, indeed. Thanks for tuning in this Saturday morning. Hope you'll join us again each and every Saturday morning. We do this from 5 to 7 a.m. We talk about the latest outdoor issues of the day. We get you up-to-the-minute reports for fishing and hunting, regulation changes, everything you need to know before you head out on your weekend trip. Join us again next week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy this good weather while we got it. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.